Ephesians 2 verse 4 to 5. But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in the transgressions. For it is by grace that we have been saved. Welcome to Debbie DeVries Ministry Podcast. Now each week, I systematically walk us through a portion of scripture in order to help give us a greater understanding of the character, the undeniable presence, and faithfulness of God. So we're still in the book of Ephesians, and um, I'm still um, right in the middle of a Bible study with women in person, and it is fantastic. Uh, and I will just keep bringing you um, the just portions of what we learn as we go along. Um, you'll notice on the Facebook page that I have attached Ephesians 2, verse 1 to 10, and it'll be in the bottom link there. Otherwise, uh, I'm hoping that you'll read that or take a minute, open your Bible, and read Ephesians 2, verse 1 to 10. And if you've not had a chance to read and listen to Ephesians 1, so that would be week 1 and 2, Hopefully, you'll just take a couple minutes. Well, it'll take more than a couple minutes, but just take a little bit of time to look at those as well. Now, what Paul does in these passages is he paints a picture in today's passages. And it's, it's a vivid contrast, the picture, of what we are by nature and what we become by grace. You see, there's a vital connection between the latter part of chapter 1 and the verses that follow. So today's verses. Let me just read chapter 1, verse 18 to 20 to you. It says this. I pray, Paul prays, that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same power as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and he seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. So at the end of chapter 1, we read about the mighty power of God as it raised Jesus from the grave and crowned him with glory and honor. What Paul is doing is he's pointing us to that same power and he tells us that this same power It's the same one. It has worked in our lives, raising us from spiritual death and seating us in Christ in the heavenly realms. So in today's text, what Paul is doing is he is explaining what God has done for all sinners in general. He wants to make sure that we understand what our state was before God justified us. We were dead, spiritually dead. So what I'm thinking is we can't begin to understand grace or even begin to have an appreciation for it until we understand our previous state. It sounds so harsh, I know, but we were dead in sin. But there's a but. And I went with this right from the start today in verse 4. But but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. It actually tells us that we were made alive in verse 5. And then in verse 6, it goes on to say, he not only made us alive, he raised us up and he seated us with Jesus. So when Ephesians 2 opens with verse 1, 
it says, as you were dead in your transgression and sin, were spiritual corpse in death's valley. But when it closes, we are not only seated with Christ in the heavenly realms, no, we also form a place where God lives in us through the Holy Spirit. So here's the thing. Do you remember Cinderella? Well, my friends, no Cinderella has ever, ever advanced from such rags to such riches as you and I have. Paul wants us to know this. Now, when you move on to verse 2 and 3, it tells us that we have three enemies. So just be aware of them. We have the world, we have the devil, and we have the flesh. So not only were we dead, but we were also depraved and disobedient. But God, God, he took us from doom and despair to the unmeasurable delights of his love, his mercy, and his grace. And we're given the reason for his intervention is because of his great love. That's why it's because of his great love. You see, we were destitute and we didn't even know it. And he loved us in spite of it all. And he gave us a spiritual position. We are seated in a position of victory with Christ. Jesus acted as our representative, not only for us, but as us. When he died, we died. When he was buried, we were buried. When he was made alive, raised up, and seated in the heavenly realms, so were we. Too much to fully grasp? Probably for most of us, yes. But here's the thing. Verse 7 tells us that God will continue to show us. He will continue to teach us. He will give us understanding as time marches on. So are you willing to have listening ears? Just as death and judgment are behind Jesus, they're behind you and me as well. You and I, we stand on the resurrection side of the tomb. This is our position. God sees us as delivered and seated with Christ spiritually. Spiritually. I'm thinking that if we can get or if we can start to get our heads around this truth, just even start, it'll change the character and the focus of our lives. I'm thinking we'll be less and less less earthbound with our thinking, less and less occupied with the trivial and the transient. I'm thinking we'll begin to see that we are starting at least, starting to seek after those things which of our God. Now moving on to verse 8 and 9, it states that we've been saved through faith. Not by works. It specifically says not by works so that no one can boast. Now, you know what? Paul, Paul is a converted legalist. He knew what it meant to live by the rules. And oh boy, did he ever live by them. But the problem was a lot of them were man-made religious rules. There were rules layered on top of rules. And what a mess he landed himself in. You want to read about it? Just go to the book of Acts. He worked hard, but he worked hard for all the wrong reasons, and it accomplished nothing, nothing but trouble. As a matter of fact, 
It was killing him spiritually. And he was killing believers physically. But then, but then he had an encounter with Jesus. And he would never be the same after that. Paul says, not by works. Which means, I think it's worth me repeating. It is not by works. Not by confirmation. Not by church membership, church attendance. Not by holy communion. These things are all so good, but they do not save you. Not by keeping the Ten Commandments, giving to charity, being a good person, a good neighbor, or living a moral, respectable lives. They do not save you. Jesus saves you. We are not saved by works, nor are we saved by faith plus works. If we add works of any kind or in any amount as a means by gaining eternal salvation, eternal life, it's no longer by grace. Not only that, works would allow boasting. If works could save, then we didn't need the cross. It would have all been for nothing, but it wasn't. It was for something. Now, verse 10 tells us the result of salvation is that we are God's workmanship. We are the handiwork of God, a masterpiece created by God. And because we are His, we get to do good works. Good works that are not the root, but the fruit. We do not work to be saved, but because we are saved, we get to participate in God's work. It's so different. Now, what kind of good works? Well, the good works which God prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. You see, God has the blueprint of your and my life. He mapped out a spiritual career for both of us. Want to know what your spiritual career is? Well, ask him. Just ask him. He'll show you. He'll show you in any of the many different ways in which he communicates with us. You may be given eyes to see where he's placed you right now, where you are in life, and what you get to do with him or for him. Or maybe, maybe a trusted friend will have great insight into how God created you and what you're really, really good at. And of course, well, there's always the Bible, which is your first place to go, but there's always the Bible. He could use his living word to give you a really good nudge forward. And just saying, when you ask God to show you, be ready, my friends. And remember, no job is too small or too big. When God is at the center of it, no work given by God is beneath us, nor is a job too hard as he will equip us. All you need to do is say yes. Your neighbor, your neighbor need, may need freshly baked cookies. I always like freshly baked cookies, but they may need them. More importantly, they may need a smiling face that shows them that someone cares and that someone sees them. You may be asked to lead a small group, even though you feel ill-equipped. Ill-equipped. 
He, he may ask to use your finances. He may ask you to use your time, your mouth, your ears. You get the point. But if you ask, be ready, as he will show you. Paul is writing this letter from prison. Physically, he has a lot going against him, and yet he writes, we are alive in Christ. We have the same power that God used to raise Jesus from the grave. We have the mercy, the love, and the grace of God on us. A man from prison writes that judgment and death are behind us, even though he's going to die. From prison, he tells us that we have the privilege to work alongside the creator of the universe. Prison did not stop Paul from keeping on with keeping on. Where does this podcast find you? Where does it find you? Are you in your own kind of jail right now? And whatever that may look like, it's a, pl- it's, it's a tough place to be. And I, like you, hate being in the rough, hard, scary places that life can bring us. However, the question becomes, well, for me anyways, it becomes, no matter what my prison, so to speak, looks like, Well, I choose to stay focused, stay in a place where I know that God can and will use me wherever, wherever I find myself. Physical life is important. And quite frankly, I like my physical life being very comfy. But Paul, as I stated last week, um, well, he brings us to a mountain peak figuratively and he tells us no matter where you are look beyond you are worth so much more than the physical because the physical well it's temporary but spiritually spiritually you are so rich you are so alive you are so alive my friends in Christ keep looking keep looking out and seeing the wealth that you have through Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm so glad that you were able to join me on today's podcast. You can learn more about me and my ministry at debbiedevriesministry.ca. It's my desire that through this podcast, you are drawn into a deeper relationship and a clearer understanding of who God is, who Jesus is, as we spend the time to get to know God the Father and Jesus our Savior as revealed through the Bible. I would love to connect with you. My social media links and email address can be found on my website. Let me know if anything I've said on the podcast has made a difference in your life. Leave me a review or shoot me a a personal email. But until we meet again, keep reading, keep reading on, and grow in your relationship and your love with God the Father, Jesus, His Son, our Savior, through the Holy Spirit. Amen.